the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. The Bruce Hooley Show podcast is brought to you by HemisphereCoffeeRoasters.com. Creating jobs and restoring dignity one cup at a time. Good coffee doing good. Learn more at HemisphereCoffeeRoasters.com. There are 64 additional COVID patients in Central Ohio hospitals today than yesterday. 64. Uh, you can allow that to um, cause you to react differently than you did the day before. That's up to you. I'm not going to tell you what to do. I am going to predict that you are going to be pressured into wearing a mask indoors in many places. But we'll see if that takes over everywhere. We are, uh, what? About 60, 70 days away from a mask mandate in schools and public universities being against the Ohio law. Right now they can sneak it in because we're in that 90-day period where the law hasn't taken effect yet, even though Governor DeWine has signed it. CDC is recommending, but not demanding, requiring that you wear a mask indoors. This is a change because of a study out of Cape Cod where a high number, high percentage rather, of 469 infected people, infected, not hospitalized, not seriously ill, just infected, they tested positive, a high percentage of those people were previously fully vaccinated. How many were hospitalized? Five. Four of the five had been fully vaccinated. So they've positioned this as, you know, vaccines don't keep you from getting the Delta variant of COVID and vaccines don't keep you from passing the Delta variant of COVID. Although now the White House is tweeting at the New York Times demanding that the Times retract a report that there's no difference between transmissibility between the vaccinated and the unvaccinated. I don't think people care about that. I think people care. Do I have to wear a mask or do I not have to wear a mask? I think people care a lot about this view put forward last night by the always tolerant Don Lemon of CNN. You got to start telling people if you don't get vaccinated, you can't come into this office or this place of business. If you don't get vaccinated, you can't come to work. If you don't get vaccinated, you can't come into this gym. If you don't get vaccinated, you can't come into this, get onto this airplane. It, it, it has nothing to do with freedom. It has nothing to do with liberty. It doesn't? <laughs> it sounds to me like it does. Usually when Don Lemon tells me something, it's the opposite. So when he tells me it doesn't have anything to do with freedom and doesn't have anything to do with liberty, I'm pretty sure it has everything to do with freedom and liberty. So the Constitution is inconveniently in the way of mask mandates. We shall see if uh, this president tries to executive order his way around it. Wouldn't surprise me. The Dublin, a Dublin family got the surprise of uh, 
certainly the day, the month, the week, the year, maybe of their life, Thursday afternoon, those nasty storms that rolled through central Ohio, uh, chased this family, uh, Julie, there's no reason for me to give her last name, uh, Julie and her family, parents and husband inside. They were out back having a pool party. Well, it got very dark very quickly, very ominous, so they're inside, and they heard a loud bang, and their TV went off with a pop, the lights went out, and instantly they smelled smoke. Their house had been hit by lightning, and not just hit, but strategically so. The lightning struck down through the chimney and into the floor, hitting a gas line, sparking a fire. Now, nice job. Washington Township Fire Department was able to get there in time to keep the house from being burned to the ground, but there's enough damage they can't get back into their house for a week. Aaron, are you afraid of lightning for instance, I mean, everybody's afraid of lightning. Nobody wants to be hit by lightning. But if you're in your apartment or if you're golfing, you've ever been caught in a lightning storm golfing? I mean, I'm probably the most aware of it golfing. Yeah. Because that's where most people die. What do you from do when lightning? you're out there? Do you, uh, the course that I used to belong to had these little, <laughs> had these little like lightning shelters. Yeah. With a roof on it. I guess the thought was there's a lot of trees around. And if the lightning's going to hit, it'll hit a tree. It won't hit the, Lower roofed shelter. But I always kind of thought that made me like a bullseye for lightning if I was in one of those things. (laughs) Yeah, I'll play in any kind of rain, but lightning's different. Yeah, lightning's a different story. What about in a home? Like, do you subscribe to the don't stand next to the window? You can get hit with lightning through the window. Do you subscribe to the don't shower? Don't. No. You don't subscribe to that? No. I don't know if that's legit or not. Could we correct a urban legend is that true are you more in danger in a shower if it's lightning outside <laughs> I are you more know. In, I've, I've heard, heard that. i've heard don't get on the phone during a lightning storm if you're on the phone and lightning hits the phone line do you get the do you get zapped you just get a loud pop if anyone knows i'd be curious to know 844 talk 989 that's uh that's a useful piece of information my daughters are terrified of bad weather and I don't know why. We've never been caught in bad weather. I've known three people that have been struck by lightning. Yikes. But uh, all of them are fine. That's good. I was caught in a storm in Arizona on a lake uh, three summers ago. Came up quick. Tossed boats upside down. Ripped the dock up. Uh, had we been out on the lake, it, it could have gotten pretty <laughs> dicey. Because this old boy doesn't swim very well. I would have been... I would have been uh, very dependent on the life jacket, but I do know enough about lightning to know that I don't want to be in a big lake when lightning is (laughs) all around. That would not have been a good place to be. Yeah. No, definitely not a good place to be. Now, if you're unemployed, that's not a good place to be, and you probably were hoping that a Franklin County judge would come to your rescue and reinstitute the the extended uh, $300 a month unemployment payments. Governor DeWine ended that, I think June 26th was the date. Sorry to be the bearer of bad news, but that has been uh, defeated in court. A couple attorneys from Northeast Ohio were contending that it was unconstitutional. In fact, former Ohio Attorney General Mark Dan and his law firm uh, were uh, representing three plaintiffs out of Cuyahoga County, which were trying to force Ohio to maintain the $300 a week 
additional unemployment benefits. Mark Dan was part of the uh, Ted Strickland administration, I do believe. So it lost. Michael Holbrook, Franklin County judge, denied Mark Dan's motion for a temporary restraining order. There are so many jobs out there. I don't see the need for extended unemployment. The reason why is because it just contributes to a hesitancy. In fact, a downright bullheaded refusal to go back to work. Look, I have a very good friend who was furloughed by his job, and he flat said to me, I'm making more unemployed than I was employed. You should not make more unemployed than you were making employed. I've drawn unemployment before. It's never been close to what my normal salary was. And I wouldn't expect it to be. In fact, the last time I was unemployed, I didn't file because I didn't know if I was eligible. And it's just a hassle to file. I was pretty sure I wouldn't be unemployed that long. And I always kind of felt guilty taking unemployment. In this case with COVID, I wouldn't have felt un- I wouldn't have felt guilty because the government made you stop working, so they should have paid you. That's fine. The extended unemployment benefits for a while, I really didn't have any problem with. But continuing them after we reopened, like after last fall, like no, go back to work. So. I should be not the least bit surprised that a former Democratic state attorney general would be pushing for paying people to sit home and do nothing. Because as I said yesterday, beginning of the show and end of the show yesterday, we are trying to, by we, I mean the segment of the political power structure that I don't agree with, they are trying to ingrain laziness into the populace. Because if they pay for your college, they pay for your health care, they pay you not to work, they give you a check every month for $250 or more for every child that you have, if they give you, give you, give you, give you, and you are not incentivized to go out and work for yourself, your self-esteem is going to struggle and you're going to be a lot easier to manage. You're going to be much less likely to push back against their overreach, whether it's things like masks, whether it's things like mandatory vaccines, whatever it is. So a funny thing happens when you have a job, work a job, you get, sure, money, but you get a greater sense of self-identity, a greater sense of pride, a greater sense of accomplishment, a greater sense of can-do. And all of those things push back against people trying to tell you what to do because you now realize what you're capable of doing. So that's one of the main reasons why I'm not for extended unemployment benefits. You don't want to incentivize people to be lazy. You don't want to incentivize people to not do what they need to do to provide for themselves and provide for their family. And a little sense of desperation on that is not a bad thing, particularly when we have business after business after business with the help wanted sign out. Get out, get a job, gain self-worth, self-identity, and let's get this country moving again according to the values and principles that made us great down through the ages. They're threatened right now, and they're threatened in part because we're willing to give people too many things that they need to earn on their own because of 
the way it would lift them out of their circumstances if they were able to see that working hard and achieving is a very good thing. Geraldo Rivera does a nimble job jumping in and out of conservative takes and liberal takes and craziness and sensibility. I'm never quite sure what's going to come out of the uh, Fox News commentator's mouth. And again, I've pretty much never been sure what Geraldo Rivera is going to get done all the way back to his much ballyhooed tunneling into Al Capone's vault when he found nothing. Uh, But he was on The Five with Tucker Carlson as a guest. The Five is four women and Geraldo, and I don't know how Tucker got on there because Geraldo would seem to satisfy the male role on the show, but the two of them got into a spirited debate about the situation on our southern border. Hey, Tuck, uh, you know, it's a sub, uh, subject near and dear to my heart. Yes. Uh, I am glad that you didn't lead with uh, the migrants bringing COVID in, as, uh, as too many reports that I've seen in recent days do, uh, because those overblown health fears <laughs> are the, uh, the xenophobic reaction to immigrants since the You're Irish in the 19th century. The Irish in the 19th century. The Chinese in the 1880s, the Italians right, uh, in the turn of the century, yeah, okay. the Jews from Eastern Europe, yeah, right. from oh, the that's pogrom. That's oh, they were all bringing smallpox, yeah, yeah. they were right. all bringing uh, tuberculosis. You know, Arraldo, we live in a country where we are being forced to take a vaccine that some people, newsflash, don't want to take, that Americans can be arrested for not wearing a mask because COVID is so serious, but foreign nationals break our laws carrying COVID and somehow they're exempt from the requirements that we live under? That's not xenophobia. That's equal application of the law. And it's not happening now. And it's an appalling double standard that every American, including you, should be mad about. Well, I'm mad about exaggeration and <laughs> hype. If, what? It's a policy. They are not forcing. Look, if you work in the federal government, you have to get the vaccine. But if you break our laws as an illegal alien, you don't. Why don't you explain why that's a good idea to me? Well, I, I don't think the segment's about me. I would be glad to, but if I think I would rather refer it to Jesse uh, let, let uh, Jesse be the subject. Now. Yeah, he can't answer it. That's why. That's why he won't answer it, because he cannot answer it. And as for Tucker Carlson... Uh, saying that if you work for the federal government, you have to get a vaccine. Here's what he's talking about. Every federal government employee will be asked to attest to their vaccination status. Anyone who does not attest or is not vaccinated will be required to mask no matter where they work, test one or two times a week to see if they've they've acquired COVID, socially distance, and generally will not be allowed to travel for work. Okay, so let's tear that apart, okay? If you're going to have a policy, then it should be a policy that has a chance of working, right? It should ha- should be a policy that has a reasonable outcome to accomplish your stated goal. You must be vaccinated. If you're not vaccinated, we're going to test you, he said, once or twice a week. Why not every day? I'm not advocating that you test them every day, but I'm saying if you want to be certain that people who are not vaccinated don't have COVID, you're going to test people once a week? You're telling me you could test them on a Tuesday afternoon and Tuesday night they could develop COVID and they might not get tested until the following Tuesday afternoon and they're in a platoon, they're in a regiment, they're in a motor pool, 
They're interacting with people. They're at mess hall. They're in uh, community showers. They're sleeping in bunks around other people. It's ridiculous to think that testing military personnel who have not been vaccinated, if it's such a threat. Remember, remember, you got to remember everything they tell you here. It's a thousand times more contagious than original COVID. It's as contagious as a chicken box. But they only have to test you once a week or twice a week in order to be super duper vigilant because nobody can get COVID, right? Nobody can get it. Wouldn't it just be better if we'd say, we have about 60% of the American population vaccinated. We know that nobody's dying who's been vaccinated. They may get COVID, they're not dying. If they're vaccinated, they've been induced chemically to produce antibodies that guard against them getting a serious case of COVID. Coincidentally, the good news is, if you've had COVID and recovered, your body has produced those same antibodies. And all studies show those antibodies are better than the ones that we've introduced to your body via the vaccine. So considering that there's some overlap because some people have had COVID and recovered and also been vaccinated, but we don't think everybody who's had COVID who has been, we don't think everybody has been vaccinated who's had COVID because there's this talk show host in Columbus who keeps talking about how his doctor told him not to get vaccinated because he had COVID and he had the antibodies. And so we're going to assume that, let's say, 30% of Americans who are not vaccinated have had COVID and recovered. So with that 30% and the 60% who are vaccinated, we have 90% antibody presence. I'll give you the term. You can put it on a T-shirt, sell it, make money. I don't care. Antibody presence in the populace. APP. 90%. 90%. 90% APP. Pandemic over. Maybe not over in terms of nobody gets the sniffles, nobody gets a headache, but over in terms of people dropping dead all over the country because they get infected. Is that entirely possible? It is every bit as plausible a case that the president, that Rochelle Walensky, that Anthony Fauci, they could all make that case. They could all plausibly make that case because it is the truth. It is the truth. The questions people need answered are the questions you're not answering. How long does vaccine immunity last? Get on that, somebody, please. How long does natural immunity last? Get on those two questions, please. And let's move on with our lives if the answers to those questions tell us that, yeah, it's a virus. We're going to get sick. We have the flu every year. Some years worse than others. More kids under 18 have died of the flu this year than have died from COVID. In any other year, did we mask kids because of the flu? We did not. More kids have died of pneumonia this year. But we can't talk about that because we have narrowed our focus down to COVID. And we have narrowed it down within the topic of COVID from deaths, ICU, ventilators. We keep ratcheting it down to, or expanding it, however you want to look at it, to 
did you test positive? OMG, you tested positive. Wow. Oh, awful, terrible, horrible. What are we going to do? It is so much needless histrionics. Why do they want to scare people? If if 50 of those people in Cape Cod had dropped over dead from COVID, my take would be totally different. That fact that none of them had, that's significant.